This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, just before I uh, uh, started recording tonight, uh, I figured I'd uh, give you a little update on Fearless Loser and uh, yet another loss. He's chalked up. He's got another loss in the col- in in the in the loss column. The uh, the guy who hates losing so much, who's just he who told us before he was elected that we're going to get so so sick of winning, all the winning we're going to do, we're going to be doing so much winning. Well, by the time he's you know for his re-election, you know for I mean that was when he got elected the first time, or so when he attempted to get re-elected. Uh, and he lost. Boy, did he lose. He lost there. He lost. And he just kept losing. He's just, and he's been losing and losing and losing. There's been something like 55 court cases. And he's lost all but one of them. And the one that he won was uh, uh, was a shortening the, the amount of time that votes could be cured after, uh, after election day. Uh, those are mail-in votes where there's a signature discrepancy or something. So they, there's a, there's a chance where they can, you know, have the uh, voter correct whatever problem there is with the with the signature or something. Where they can ascertain that this is the actual ballot because people's signatures do change over time, and you know things could look a little different. So, and so the that decision was to take it take it from nine days after the election to six, and that's it. That's all he's won. There might have been something else. I thought I heard something else, but I keep listening to the people talking about this stuff, and they they say just the one case. So, all right. Well, um, a few days ago, uh, there was a case that was, uh, uh, and oh, and that one, that one that he won, was in Pennsylvania. But there was another case in Pennsylvania that uh, uh, was brought to the Supreme Court, and that they were going to try to, you know try to disenfranchise 2.5 million voters in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, they, they sent it to the Supreme Court. I guess Justice Alito brought it before the court. They looked it over and they said, denied. <laughs> Just boop, denied. One sentence, denied. And then, so then a few days later, now's the big one. The big one. Oh, this is the big case. Because they were saving it to just before the electors get together to vote for Joe Biden which will happen on Monday, because all the states have certified the vote. It's, it, it's, it's going to happen. And, and so uh, it's this is Friday, uh, what, uh, December 11th, and I'm recording this just, uh, just, a, just a few hours or a couple hours after this news broke. The, the uh, uh, Texas Attorney General, some fellow named Paxton, who apparently has, he's under federal indictment at this point, but uh, he's trying to work his way into getting a, a we think he's trying to work his way in getting a, 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 a pardon from from Trump so that uh, you know so he says I'll bring a case to the Supreme Court to disallow the votes in the four swing states not in Texas Texas is fine Trump won Texas so there was no cheating in Texas he won there everything's fine right any state that the president won there was no cheating and you know if and it just well it turns out that he's figuring it's just these four states where the cheating took place it's uh, michigan uh pennsylvania wisconsin and georgia that's where the cheating took place 
you know, the, so it's, you know, it, I guess the other states that went for Biden was, well, California was going to go for Biden anyway, and Minnesota was probably going to go for Biden. So we're not, so these swing states, these are the ones, that's where all the cheating took place. The brilliant cheating Democrats, the so good at cheating that all they managed to do was win the presidency. They, they lost seats in the House. Oh, such great cheaters. And at best, the Democrats will end up with a tie in the Senate. Depends on how the runoff election goes in Georgia in January. And it's, you know, you've got Trump supporters getting up in front of other Trump supporters saying, you guys better not vote for the Democrats. Or for the, for, no, for the Republicans. They should be saying you shouldn't vote for the Democrats. But they're saying, don't vote for these Republicans. They're not standing up for Trump. And then stop the steal and all this, all this Orwellian nonsense that's going on. You just listen to me. Oh, I want transparent elections, and you know the people need to know that the election process is fair and honest and and secure. This is the this is fearless loser talking, and it's like, dude, you're the one trying to steal it. <laughs> you know, it's like you're the one. Um. So anyway, this other case. Uh, and, and a bunch of other states jumped on board, states that went for Trump, and a bunch of Republicans in this in the in Congress jumped on board, saying, you know, we, yeah, we're 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 behind this idea. Let's let's bring this to the Supreme Court, and uh, you know, try to get the votes tossed out for for those states, the electoral votes. They shouldn't count because there was rampant cheating. Really, there was because no fraud has been proven in court, no evidence for fraud has been even shown in court. It's just it's been silly. It's just been silly. And so what did the Supreme Court do? They said, nope, denied. Now, two of the justices, Alito and Thomas, did say, well, we should have at least listened to the case, but they didn't think that they would find any merit in it. And the other seven said, no, we're not even going to waste our damn time. You know, We're not helping the president steal the election because that's what he's trying to do. And if you don't think so, I'm not going to be able to convince you. Okay, let's be friends and just realize we're both humans on this planet and, and try to respect each other and just realize that, that you know, we're di- disagreeing here. You are wrong. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. You are wrong if you think that, that the Democrats have stolen this election. You are wrong. And, and the, all the evidence that you are wrong is, you know, is out there. You know, the evidence that I'm right that Joe Biden won the election outright, it's all on my side. You have. You, if you think that this has been stolen from President Trump, if you think there's irregularities, if you think that dead people voted, if you think any of this stuff, you're just wrong. Okay? Sorry. But we're still people. And let's not, you know, let's not tear the country apart because of this. So that's a little bit of uh, update. That's that. That was the big case. That was the big one. Well, they ain't gonna. It's the, the Supreme Court said no. We're not gonna help you steal the election. That, I, that that's my interpretation of what they said. Okay. Um, I wanted to do a quick, and I, I promise I'll try to keep it quick. Follow up on my sh- talk from last week's show, when uh, toward the end of the show, I think it was the last topic of the. Yes, it was the last one. Where I was, I was disappointed in the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe folks for thinking the uh, uh, thinking that the Star Wars films, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker were horrible, or as as Steve Novella said, horrible. I think that's an East Coast pronunciation. They're not horrible. I think they're wonderful. I think they're fantastic. I think they're entertaining. You know, they, they're... Well, okay, I don't want to go too long on this. All right? And I, and I talked about it last week. And what I said was that there, there are no fans of any kind of film franchise, be it, as the example I gave last week, the classic universal horror films, and I was thinking, you know, the James Bond films, uh, Lord of the Rings films... Uh, you know the Twilight films. You know there's there are no you know the, the the Fast and Furious films. There are no fans who are worse about the films they love than the Star Wars fans. There are no worse fans in cinema fandom that are worse than Star Wars fans. I don't know why that is. You you don't you don't hear people freaking out because the the latest Fast and Furious movie didn't follow canon 
<laughs> it's like you don't have that. Okay? <laughs> you just... It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's really weird. And I, I like to watch... And, and, and I think they're right because I agree with them. <laughs> and I watch these YouTubers that they're saying... Defending Rise of Skywalker, saying, "Yeah, it was a little work. You needed, you know, a little awkward here, and they, their pacing was a little fast here, but this was really good. And all the overall idea of this, these, these three films were really good. And just, you know, yeah, the Disney's thing maybe made it, you know. And again, I don't, I don't see. I, I know, I've, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I've mentioned it before. Why is fan service a bad thing? Why is do, putting something in a film to make the fans happy, fans of the film, of the franchise happy? Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> oh, they like Spock. Well, we're not going to have Spock in this movie. What? <laughs> you know, that's for the Star Trek. You leave know, the Star Trek fans. You know, they're not. There's a star in, 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 in the franchise name, like Star Wars, but Star Trek fans aren't that freaky. A little bit. They get close. They get a little, you know, but no, it's the Star Wars fan. So, I was watching a YouTube reaction or a analysis or something. A, a, a YouTuber giving his, his thoughts on, on what why people are wrong about the rise of Skywalker. Why the fans... You hear me doing the air quotes? Why the fans didn't like it, and they're wrong about it. Uh, in in this video, the, the YouTuber put up a, a an image of a tweet, a tweet by somebody, and I'm really I'm going to butcher this name, and I'm sorry. Uh, Demi Adju Igby, Adju Igby, Adju Yigby. I I I don't I. That's what I think it is, but. I'll put the image on the show notes page. Go to dimland.com. You'll see it. Click on the show notes. Dimland.com. Click on the show notes. You'll get to the show notes for this and other shows, and you'll see it. And the the tweet is this just concisely boils down my point. I mean, just gets it right, pinpoints it right down to the to the pin of the needle. I'm trying to find metaphors and analogies, but you know, it's not always easy says, quote, The only thing Star Wars fans hate more than people who hate Star Wars is Star Wars. I can't say it any better. Demi got it right. I'll say it again. The only thing Star Wars fans hate more than people who hate Star Wars is Star Wars. Okay, moving on. This should be a bit of fun. Um, uh, have you seen... It, it floats around on social media. There's a... Um, uh, speaking of Star Trek, Jonathan Frakes, he's the actor who played um, uh, Commander Will Riker, who was the first officer on Starship Enterprise in Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, the best of the Star Trek series that I've seen so far. Although, Deep Space Nine is pretty good. I must say. Anyway, um, uh, he went on, uh, Frakes, went on to uh, other acting gigs and to be a director, but he was also a host of a show called Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. And he would often, it would be these looking into mysteries and the and they they give you the information and then they say what do you think do you think that's real do you think that's fact or fiction did you think it was fact well you're wrong that's fiction and then he explains it you know that's kind of a show it's sort of a it's a take on the unexplained mysteries sort of deal sort of and a, like a little bit of ripley's believe it or not kind of throwing it in there um yeah it's it that was what it was like but when he would start each segment He'd, he'd, he'd come in, he'd, he'd you know, talk to the camera, he'd say, and he'd ask a question of the audience. Have you ever heard about this? Did you ever do this thing? Have you ever ridden a bike on a mountain trail? Or have you, you know, he would say questions like that. And there's this, there's a couple of them, and I'll link to one of them, uh, videos of what they do is they, they slow down the video down to half speed. So he talks 
really slow. But it has an effect. It makes him sound drunk. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really funny. Especially when you pair it up with him asking the questions. There's something about combining sounding drunk and asking these questions. So, um, and I, I speaking of the SGU, uh, they the, uh, one of their um, uh, one of the rogues, Kara uh, Santa Maria. She mentioned this on the on the podcast, but this kind of thing, the slowing down and and sounding drunk. And she she also brought up the fact that a lot of people have said to the SGU folks that. Often they the listeners will listen to the podcast at 1.5 speed, so it's a little sped up, so you can get it, you know, more podcasts in in your commute or whatever. And I do that myself. I listen to 1.5 speed, and Amy doesn't really. How can you handle it? I said, well, it's just, you get used to it, and it seems right. And what Kara brought up was that people that do that, when they do hear it at regular speed, the the the, the rogues sound drunk. And, and I haven't really noticed that. But uh, I, I think by accident, I had, I, you know, sometimes I, I bump up the speed on my, uh, on my podcast listing up to two times speed, which is that's too fast. Sometimes I accidentally bump it, you know, like I hit it with my thumb and I didn't notice I did it, and it goes really quick. And uh, sometimes I, um, uh, well, I, I was doing this with, with, uh, for my wife. I, I played it for her because it was funny. There was an ad in one of the podcasts I was listening to, and it had that uh, fast talk at the end of it to give the, you know, the disclaimers. And it's it's a paragraph read as quickly as a person can do it. They just read it as quickly as they can. Now, it sounds, it's, it's fast enough at regular speed. It's ridiculous at 1.5, but at two times speed, it's incredible. <laughs> it's just... What the hell? Because I was playing it for my wife before it even got to it was the it was a woman doing an ad and she was doing it in the regular speed, but I had it at two times and it sounded fast enough. And I, I said, "No, no, hang on." And then she gets to the disclaimer. She speeds it up even more, and it's that's what it was. It was crazy. So then I put it back down. I hit it again, and it got half speed. And um, I think I flipped it to the uh, podcast uh, Skeptoid, which is hosted by Brian Dunning. Now, I don't know if it was an ad at the beginning of, of his podcast. It might have been. Uh, or if I flipped over to his... Uh, and it, I had it at half speed. And I think Brian Dunning was drunk. Um, let's see. Uh what do you think? Every so often there's a conspiracy theory or alternative history invented by a lone person that, although it has zero plausibility or evidence, manages to stick. Huh? <laughs> It's great. When you play it in real time, he sounds fine. And it's just that alternative history when he says it. When you say it in, at real speed, alternative history, it sounds like But when you slow it down, alternative history. It's <laughs> and lest you thought I was too modest or too, you know, I, I, that, I, that I didn't, uh, too adverse to looking silly, Let's hear what I sound like. <laughs> this is from last week's show, when I was uh, when I had my pedantic moment about uh, Hunt for Red October, trying to figure out why the line Central Intelligence Agency. Now there's a contradiction in terms. Why that's funny? What that means? I I was trying to figure out what it means. So <clears throat> here's what I sound like when I'm at half speed <laughs> come on it's coming uh, it's for the, I've watched it like I said I've watched it at least a dozen times and for the first time it hit me and I said 
What does that mean? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I've reached my first break. <laughs> You're listening to Diplomat Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to sip a beer. <laughs> Enjoy this break. I'll be right back. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. There are things that I'd like to say, but I'm never talking to you again. There's things I'd like to pray somewhere, but I'm never talking to you again. I'm never talking to you again. I'm never talking to you again. Welcome back to Dimland Radio. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. <laughs> I'm not drunk. Oh, God, that was funny. I laughed for a little bit after, after I turned off the microphone. <laughs> that was funny. <clears throat> uh, this isn't very funny. Uh, it's kind of sad. Um, it, and again, I'm a couple weeks behind on this. But uh, the the radio telescope, Arecibo, uh, which is in Puerto Rico, it's nestled in a little basin between a bunch of mountains or whatever or something. So that it gets it, it's a radio telescope that looks up and listens to space. And it's been instrumental in, in its usage for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, SETI. Uh, which, by the way, if you are listening on a Saturday night and you want to keep listening to something that makes sense, you know, science-wise, uh, just keep listening to Z-Talk Radio because right after my show comes two episodes, two back-to-back episodes of Big Picture Science. They are uh, affiliated with the uh, SETI uh, um, thing. <laughs> Words. They're, they're difficult. Um, anyway, so uh, this, I'm sure you've heard about it. Uh, the telescope's been around for 57 years, so that would make it 1963. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's been uh, very useful to science and trying to figure out what's going on in there in the, in the, in the uh, universe. What's going on out there in space? And I think sometime, I think it was sometime toward the end of November, maybe around Thanksgiving-ish or something. Um, have you pictured the, the telescope? It's a big dish that essentially sits down, like I said, in this basin kind of area uh, within the uh, mountains in Puerto Rico. It sits, it, it just kind of tucked right in there, and there are three towers that come up. Uh, you know, in a triangle around the the uh, the, the dish, uh, 
and they go up I don't know how many feet and from them there are these you know steel spans these uh, co uh, uh, um, um, cables that that uh, hold the uh, the instrument platform in place and I guess this thing could be moved around a little bit you know for aiming purposes I think that's what it does and part of uh, part of that had broken loose and uh, some, you know some cable snapped and and part of it came down and busted out a little bit of the of the dish and I, I was when I was researching for this I found a, a, a you know in that immediate aftermath of that happening they were talking to somebody that's affiliated with that observatory and he was being pretty confident that well we're going to assess it and see what we can do to repair and, and I think we be able, should be able to make it work and get it you know back back together and well then just uh, like a week or two ago uh, well <laughs> the rest of it went uh, it's you know it's you, this, this weight had been you know it's been uh, Redistrib re redistributed, redistributed because of that little part that had come down had put added weight onto the cables that were still there uh, holding this I guess it's something like 900 tons this this instrument I think that's what I read um, instrument platform heavy sucker and it's holding it in place and these cables uh, they're I think there's something like three inches in diameter and inside it, there are just all these wrapped steel cords. I believe they're steel. They're just wrapped around each other. And there's some kind of a casing. Either they're painted into a casing or there's a casing put over them. Some, 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 something like that. That's white. It's painted white. And there's, there's these cables that extend to each of the three towers holding this thing aloft. And... Uh, so a little bit of it came off, which added some weight to the rest of the cables that were still in place, and they're monitoring it closely, and nobody's allowed to get too close. You know, they, they want safety's sake. And there's a there's a video camera sent up, set up on a, on a fixed position on the ground, uh, maybe elevated a little bit from the ground, but this fixed position that's looking up at the instrument platform, and. Yeah, and I'll I'll link to this on the show notes, and you'll see the video where and there's audio for it. The thing starts it just the the weight became too much, and you know too much stress on those cables that they they the wires inside the cords inside began to snap. And once that starts happening, it's a cascade effect. It's just just zoom. Everything else goes snap, 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 and then the thing comes down, and it just crashes into the dish, and you know it just destroys it. And that's that's from that video position, but there's also at the at the same time that this was starting to happen, they had a drone uh, with a video camera on it, right up there, right above the instrument platform, and it was just looking at it, and you start to see a, a couple of cables snap on one of the on one of the core uh, one uh, uh, the cords in the in the cable. You see a couple of those cords snap, and then it's just zing, 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 zing. It just goes. It's, it's just once it starts happening, there's not that it just won't stop. And, and the camera, the drone sort of pans down the one last cable that manages to stay up the longest, and then you see that one give way, and the coating of it just crumbling, and down it goes. Now, there's no sound for the drone video, but I'll bet you that uh, a good film video editing person that knows how to put sound it could sync up the sound from the ground video and get it in there so you could have sound for it if they decided to do something like that well that was enough um, that put an end to any idea that they could repair the damage that had happened in November it just it was you know, so it's it's a sad moment especially for science and, and you know uh, uh, astronomy it's very sad for that but you know part of you looks thinks that was really cool that this was caught on video now it's cool because nobody was hurt there are some people that are probably gonna be out of work 
because there were there was like a hundred and some people that were working that that telescope. So there might be some people that are looking for jobs because this thing's gone. Who knows about rebuilding? I don't. I didn't read anything that the what they're thinking. It's really you know, just immediately after this thing happened. But uh, but the telescope you've seen it if you if you've seen the movie Contact it's in there. It's in one of the James Bond movies, one with uh, Pierce Brosnan. I don't know if it's Golden Eye or which one it is, but it's it, it's in there. It's it's a it was a really impressive looking artifact or, or instrument. And it's just, it's sad that it's gone, but it was cool that they were able to get video of what was happening. And that video, especially the, from the drone, that would help engineers, who well, I'm pretty sure have a good handle on what what went on, but they can see stuff happening. And it's, uh, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, hang on a second, I gotta take a sip. Okay, um,. You know, social media is a pain in the ass. I gotta watch that documentary about it on the Netflix. Haven't done so yet, but I don't even know what the name of it is. But there's something about Facebook and social media and how it how it's destroying humanity, or something like that. Because you will get stupid shit like this right here in my hand. If I if this wasn't real, could I do this? In my hand, I printed out. Uh, uh, I I had two Facebook friends, and these are you know one was a fellow I went to high school with, and another is a person that's a friend of mine that I've known for years and years. Uh, the high school guy, you know, I didn't really know him that, you know, I knew him, you know, but this other fellow is more of an active friendship sort of thing, even though we haven't been hanging out for years, but you know, it's more active. You know what I mean? You've got friends like that, and they both shared this statement or very close to it um i think both of them it might have been the exact same words but the one had nice graphics with it and the other one is just the text and i it's just stupid i'm gonna read what it says sure i'll take the vaccine just mail it to me my health and safety are too important to show up in person just like mail in voting you know Safe, secure, and honest. So just mail it to me, and I'll give myself the shot and send the paperwork back saying I'm vaccinated. You all trust me, right? The one friend who I've been friends with for a long time, and you know, the more active friend, I just snoozed. I didn't even respond. I said, that's it. I'm snoozing this guy. I don't want to. I don't want to be angry with him. I'm snoozing him, so I won't see any of his, you know, Trump posts where he's he's falling into the conspiracy theorist bullshit, which I already talked about. I'm not going to get back into it, but he's falling into it. And and then this shares this, and this is a way. And this is part of the Trump bullshit. You know, it's just discrediting the mail-in voting. It's, it's you know it's it's discrediting the U.S. Postal Service, and it's it's you know and, and yes there were allegations that the Postal Service was slowed down by a crony that was put in charge of it by fearless loser some fellow named Louis DeJoy, who couldn't tell a a, a, a congressperson what the cost of a postcard was. He didn't know what the cost of a first class stamp was. But you would think the CEO of the post office would would know these basic things, but maybe not. You know, the CEOs of uh, of uh, you know TV making companies do they know what the price of their TVs are? I, I don't know. But uh, part of the but the mail did get slower, and it's been thinking. You know, part of it's the slow purposely slowed down to help keep the vote down, so the ballots would come in late. And not get counted, you know, because <laughs> you know, we don't want so many people to vote. It takes so long to count the votes. So if we have less votes to count, it goes quicker, right? You know, every vote must be counted. It, it, and anyway, <clears throat> but 
Slower mail also has something to do with the pandemic because a lot of people are getting packages. You know, the, the, the package delivery went way up because people aren't going out to stores to buy stuff. They're ordering stuff from Amazon and other online places. So that, there's, there's more than one reason why the mail slowed down. Um, <clears throat> so, from what you know, so my response to the fellow that I just went to high school with, and I, I think I did end up snoozing him too, but I said the ballots needed to be shipped at 70 degrees below zero, did they? Because that's you know, two of the vaccines are based on this is mRNA vaccine and that they attack the spikes on the uh, on the virus the little that's that's what they go after and I, you know I, I don't have all the particulars exactly how this works but um, the Pfizer vaccine needs to be kept at uh, 70 degrees below zero I think that's the temperature and I think that's Fahrenheit um, when it's shipped once it gets to a clinic, hospital, doctor's office, once it gets there, it can be refrigerated for a couple, three days. needs to be distributed, but it can be refrigerated for a little bit. But it needs to stay at that cold temperature while shipping and all that. So they don't have long once they get it to get it out. The uh, Moderna one, I think, needs to be at 30 below zero. I think, that, I think that one can be a little bit warmer in its shipping, but still... Do ballads need to be at that temperature? I don't think so. So, sending ballads through the mail. and Because, you know, it's safe and secure and honest. You know, did, yes. You know, and again, this is degrades the, the, the postal service. Because a lot of people get their meds through the mail. And part of the problem with the slowdown of the mail service... Was it people who are diabetics who get their insulin? Which, by the way, they have to administer the shots to themselves. Or if they have a caretaker at home, administer the shots. It's not, it's not practical to have a diabetic show up at his clinic every day, and sometimes more than once a day, to get his shot. So she has to get the shot to herself. Or he has a caretaker that gets the shot to him. You know... That's how it's done. And people get their pills and stuff in the mail. And they're trusted to take their meds. Some people don't. It's, some people forget. But with something like a vaccine and something like a pandemic that we're in, we need to be certain that people have gotten this. You need to go to the place. Again, you can't, the mail can't deliver to every house this vaccine at minus 70 degrees degrees below zero. They can't do that. So this is just stupid. It's you know it's just stupid. And it shows it plug ignorance about science and what's going on. So people that do get their meds through the mail, they are trusted to do the stuff for it, or their caretakers are trusted with that those meds. They need to remember to take them. They need to be able to know what to do if they need to take a shot and or check their blood sugar. They need to do all this stuff. My parents are diabetics, and they give themselves shots or take their pills, and they they monitor themselves. You know, they, that's what they they're trusted to do that. Now they pick up their medicine from the pharmacy, but they could get it through the mail. And, it, you know, now I know this is a kind of an old-fashioned thing now, but, you know, paying bills. If, let's say that, you know, that, there, you, that one of the, my two friends here still pays at least a couple bills a month through the mail. There's a set of instructions that you have to follow when you when you pay your bills, when you take get a mail-in ballot, there's a set of instructions that you have to follow when you do the ballots, right? So in Minnesota, what we had with the ballots, we 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 got our we had to request a mail-in ballot. You get that if you're a registered voter, you, you first you have to register. If you're not, you get registered. Then you can get your absentee ballot, your mail-in ballot. You know we were already registered. We requested the ballots, my wife and I. You get that. You get a ballot. You fill it out. You follow the instructions on the ballot. Fold it up. It's pre-folded, so it's real easy. 
and then you put it in what's called the privacy envelope. You seal that. You put that envelope into the signature envelope and you sign that and you put there's some other information they want from you you put that on there and there's a provision for a witness now here in Minnesota the witness needing a witness for for voting absentee ballots mail-in ballots was waived because of the pandemic because there are people that live on their own they'd have to go find somebody to witness their their vote their voting you know to do the witness thing uh, and, and and that's just you know, in a pandemic that's not a good idea but my wife and I, we witnessed each other's anyway. We didn't have to, but we did. We filled that out. Then you take, you seal that up, and you put it into the return envelope, which has a, an address on there to, that it goes to. It's no postage necessary. Uh, you can put your return address label up there, write it on, and you put it in the mail. And you get it in the mail as soon as possible. And there are instructions. There's an instruction sheet to tell you all the way through this. And I mentioned that the curing process sometimes people forgot to put their signature on it or their signature doesn't look right or they forgot one of the envelopes or there's something like that so those are set aside and they're looked at and they're seeing can we cure these can we fix the error on them and then count them so there's a set of instructions now you're paying your bill with a check i know it's an old-fashioned thing i still do a couple by check there are some that i get taken out automatically and there are some that i go online and pay don't ask me why i do it that way it's just how i do it but when you pay with a check, there's a set of instructions that you're supposed to do. And that is, you know, you, you get the bill. It comes to you. You trust the mail to get you the bill. You, you tear off the remittance slip. That, that goes back with your payment. You write in what you're paying. You, you, then you write out your check. You put the date on the check. You write to whom the check is to be the amount is to be paid. You write in the amount in 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 numbers. Let's say it's sixty six dollars sixty cents. It's to Fred's Discount Auto Insurance, and then so you fill that out. And then there's another line where you write the number, the 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 dollar number, in letters. So you write six sixty or sixty six. You write sixty six. Sorry, sixty six. And then you put an and or an ampersand, and then you put 60 over 100. That's in numbers. You put that fraction there. And at the end of that line, there's the word dollars. You write that in there. In the memo lines, a lot of times these places would like you to put the invoice number or your account number on the, on the memo line. So you put that in there, and then you sign it. I trust you to do that. But again, your bill for your mortgage or for your car insurance doesn't need to be sent at 70 degrees below zero and you know if you don't pay your car insurance you'll you'll know about it <laughs> but you know we need to know that people have gotten their vaccines so you need to go out and get it and with the, the mRNA vaccine you have to get two doses so let's stop spreading the stupid shall we all right, I've gotten up to my second break. You're listening to Dimline Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll be back after this. Yeah, I still pay checks. Don't make fun of me. How many times have you woken up and prayed for the rain? Station identification. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Influenza season is upon us and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually, most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now and you'll protect not only yourself but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. 
And welcome back to Dimland Radio at the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Speaking of vaccines, which I was, uh, again, stop spreading the stupid. Just stop it. Anyway, um, uh, there is good news on it, uh, especially if you live in the UK. They are giving out the vaccine in the UK, the Pfizer one. Um, their approval process apparently is quicker than it is here in the United States, even though we have Operation Warp Speed, which I know grudgingly maybe like a 1% credit goes to President Trump. Just, just, just the tiniest bit, but then most of that's drained away because of, well, close to 300,000 people are dead because he said, oh, it'll go away. Oh, we'll, it's, it's, it'll be, you'll see the numbers go down. It'll be almost nothing. We're turning the corner. We're turning the corner. It's going to skyrocket down. <sighs> Jesus. Anyway, you know, I saw a meme, somebody sharing the stupid, uh, like a month or two ago, saying, oh, they think there's going to be 400,000 dead by whatever. That means that this how many people are going to die each day. Hey, hey, guess what, smarty pants? We're almost at 300,000 now, and we still have like another month to go. And your meme was saying like, by the end of the year? Honey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we are, and apparently we are seeing the people who were too stupid or... Um, uninformed to stay home for Thanksgiving because we're seeing a lot we are seeing a spike from that from multiple families getting together and just spreading it around there's a picture of of the family have at a Thanksgiving and they're all giving the finger to the, to the whoever's taking the can it's a picture and it's their way of saying you know screw you guys we're getting together for Thanksgiving my rights my rights my rights are more important than your rights you know you guys are going to be last in line to get the vaccine. Okay, you're going to be in the last group, way back. You're going to be in the, you know, the three million something numbers. You, all of you guys, yeah, and the people standing behind Fearless Loser when he was in Georgia, and they'd all taken their masks off because, you know, we don't need to wear masks now. The election's over. You, know, you people, you're last. You're last. And oh, and 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 uh, and the Trump administration, you folks, you're going to be last. Well, of course, half of you have had the COVID already, so yeah. And the president, the president should be the very last American. Absolutely, the very last. Now, there's going to be anti-vaxxers you're not going to get to, but the president should be the very last person to get the vaccine. You know, and when he, when he, you know, and it should be a big deal. It should be televised. Joe Biden should write an executive order that Donald J. Trump will not get the vaccination until he's the last person to get it. And we will do this on live television, and we're all going to call him a big dumbass. Here you go, dumbass. I'm sorry. Was I being disrespectful? But the good news is, at least for the people in the UK, is that the vaccine is being distributed already. And uh, they had uh, a couple of people, the, uh, an older woman, she was about 81, I forget her name, um, because the, the second person, <laughs> that person's name overshadowed her, but you, they, they gave her uh, the shot. Uh, the next person, I think, was 76 or so. His name was William Shakespeare. How British. <laughs> It really was. It was William Shakespeare. I, you know, and he got the vaccine. Uh, there was a report that came out shortly after the news about the UK, uh, Great Britain giving out the vaccines, uh, it, that some people had allergic reactions to it. Now, that does happen. People have allergic reactions to vaccines. That's why you're asked, have you ever had an allergic reaction to a vaccine? Before you get your flu shot, before you get whatever vaccination you get. I was asked that before I got my last flu shot. Um, you know, I just played uh, an ad to say that you should still, you know, get a flu shot. It's not too late. Get the flu shot. In fact, it's, you know, it's right on time. Get a flu shot. Get out there. I got mine in September, October, whatever. Um, 
it's you know if you're allergic you're gonna have a reaction so they they were saying well um, if you know you're allergic to it then maybe you shouldn't get the vaccine so that's why we need other people we need so many more other people to get the vaccination because there are people who can't get it because they have a compromised immune system because they are allergic to the vaccine uh, because you know because they're too young because you know there are reasons why people cannot get a vaccine that they can't get it so they need the rest of us to get it and then that's where we have to battle with the anti-vaxxers we have to battle with them because we want to have you know a high percentage of people getting the vaccines because that that creates what's called herd immunity some people call it community immunity but it creates that which it protects those because enough people around them have had the vaccine it's very unlikely that whatever disease it, it protects against will get through that community because so many people have it so that those who can't get it they're protected too so anyway the UK has gotten started with uh, giving out the vaccine that's good news now we here in the United States, we expect that vaccines, well, the uh, the emergency authorization should happen. I'm not sure if Pfizer might have already gotten it. I, I'm not sure, but it should happen, and um, the vaccine will start going out to health to the frontline healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, hospital staff, clinic clinic staffs, and then nursing home staffs, and then you know elderly people. It's going to start going out to them, but because fearless loser gave a pass to, to Pfizer back this last summer. They said, hey, you want to buy another 100 million doses? You want to get, you know, you, ah, nah, nah. Let's save a little money. Well, the rest of us won't probably start getting the vaccine until next June. So wear a mask. Wash your hands. Keep your distance. Stay home for the holidays. Stay in your home for the holidays. Call mom and dad. Zoom them. FaceTime them. Just, it's, I know it sucks, but we don't, we don't need more people dying, do we? Okay, okay. <clears throat> Here's a silly thing. And I've talked about this before. But I've been thinking about this, and I have this other little disturbing wrinkle that's come to it. I have this, uh, Fantasy. Yeah, it's it's not sexual. Well, could be. Anyway, I have I, I, I have this this thought experiment that I do this fantasy, and it, it has to deal with a paranormal ability. Um, I I think about what it would be like to have the ability to travel through time, and the the pedant that I am, I have all kinds of rules about how this works. Uh, I can travel only back in time to the past and then come back to the present. I cannot go to the future. Future hasn't happened yet. It's not written in stone. Or is it? I don't know. So I can only go to the past. Now, and I can only observe things that are going on. I can see it and I can hear it. I can't smell anything. I can't taste anything. I can't touch anything. I can't interfere with anything. I can't be seen. No one knows I'm there. All I can do is just see it and hear it. I can see it from any angle, high up above, close, far away, you know, you know, left side, right side, middle side, you know, I can see it from whatever. I can I can do all that. But I, I just I cannot interfere. I can't I can't change it. There's nothing. There's no way for me to upset the timeline and changing the future. There's no there's no way of me doing that by visiting the past in that way. There is a way of me doing it when I come back to the present, and I'll get to that presently. So, what I, you know, I, I was thinking about, um, you know, I talked about this in the past on the show. I said, but the thing is, if I were able to actually do that, that would suggest that paranormal abilities are possible. Which thus, I mean, I suppose they're possible, but thus far, there's no scientific evidence to support that paranormal abilities are possible. It's just, there's nothing. There's no, you know, so time travel, as far as we know, isn't possible, or at least, at least not in the way I talk about it. If it's astral projection, I don't know if that's the correct term or whatever. It's just, whatever it is, it's not possible. 
At least, there's no evidence to show it's possible. But if I could do it, then, as James Randi was saying in the James Randi in Australia documentary, which is on YouTube, you should check it out, um, he says, if paranormal ability is possible, throw out the science books, throw out the physics books, throw them away, because it changes everything. It might be an interesting world, but it changes everything. So, <clears throat> I was thinking about this the other night, though. I would be able to, you know, go back in time, and I would be able to solve some mysteries. All the mysteries. <laughs> you know, I could, I could go back and find out exactly how the, the ancient Egyptians built the pyramids. I could watch them do it. You know, this, this ability that I imagine myself having, I go back in time and I can spend as much time back there as I want and come back to the present. And if somebody was watching me, if I'm just sitting on the couch and I do this, I, it's just a second. Boom, I'm back. And they don't even know. Okay, so I could go back and I could be living in the past for five years, ten years, a hundred years, a thousand years, and come back the instant that I left, or almost the instant, you know, just a second or so after I left. And I could just witness these things. I could watch the pyramids being built. I could watch it on, you know, I could go through time lapse kind of, and speed it along. And then I could go to real time speed and get up close and say, oh, that's how you got those things in place. That's how you got, you know, the levels of, of blocks up. And I could, I could watch them doing their experiments, the hundreds of years that, that and the dozen, I don't know how many, dozens of pyramids that were built before the Great Pyramids of Giza were built, where they were figuring out how to do it. I could watch the step pyramids, the bent pyramid, the broken one. I could see them, I could see them doing them. And here's the other thing. I can understand the languages. That's the other thing I put in there. I can understand what they're saying to each other. You know, I wouldn't know the language, but I could just, I could just you know, hey, it's my fantasy. <laughs> I can understand what they're saying. So I could have all that information there. And then I thought, boy, you know, there could be other things like I could find out, um, you know, what happened to the Bigfoot costume that that guy was wearing in the Patterson-Gimlin film. You know, the famous Bigfoot film where he's walking across the bluff looking back at the camera. I could find the suit. What happened to it? I could find out who was in it. I could do that. I mean, it's not really Bigfoot. Come on. And I could find out, um, you know, I could, I could determine that for, for certain that Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman working on his own. Shot Kennedy. I could, I could, I could, I could, I could, uh, I could confirm that. And then I thought more like I could figure out who Jack the Ripper was. If it was just one guy or more guys, I could figure that out. Now I wouldn't want to witness him doing his his deeds. I would, I would block that kind of stuff out. Like I wouldn't want to watch war. I because I have a feeling my seeing that stuff because it'd be real. I would have the almost the same kind of traumatic experience just witnessing it as a, as a as not somebody participating let's say like a journalist watching a battle take place being in there it's, the only thing is I wouldn't be under threat of being hurt but or killed it's just I would be seeing the stuff and that would mess me up so I wouldn't watch war I wouldn't watch the battles uh, but I might watch the you know the generals deciding what they should do and the talking about it and the, and the camaraderie between soldiers. I might watch that, but I'm not going to be watching the battles and I'm not going to watch Jack the Ripper cutting the hell out of what's her name, the, his last victim or his last uh, what they figured was last victim was Mary something. I'm not going to watch that, but I would be able to see enough of him going to do the deed and then being done and just and not seeing the stuff and just say okay that's the guy and i could find out what happened to db cooper and who he was i could find out who the zodiac killer is i could find these things out i could find out where jimmy hoffa was what happened to him i could find all that stuff out but then i had this other thought i could be finding missing people I'd be solving murders. I could be, I, I, you know, I'd be constantly doing all that stuff. And really, I mean, all I really want to do is go back and watch old baseball games. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Yeah, I just, my fantasies get a little too complicated. <laughs>
Anyway, uh, be skeptical and uh, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Wash your hands, wear a mask, keep your distance, be safe, stay home, and sleep with the lights off. Did I get everything in? Yeah, close enough. See you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning us in. My life, you're clever, Dimmy. It's certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm going, going to hell. hell.